Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon to our friends on the East Coast. This is Stuart Crawford on Small Business IT Radio, and we're back on our regular schedule. It's refreshing to be back here uh, live on Blog Talk Radio at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. on the West Coast, uh, helping out uh, you know all the IT professionals out there, and um, you know those others that just kind of hum- happen to stumble upon us uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. Again, my name is Stuart Crawford, and we are coming to you live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And um, we were here on Blog Talk Radio every, hopefully every week. You know, sometimes personal schedules get in the way, but we try to make a good effort to be here on Fridays uh, at this time. We have a wonderful program ahead of us today uh, with a good friend of mine uh, by the name of Jean Hudson. And Jean is, uh, you know, in full disclosure, Jean and I have worked very closely together. She was my executive coach for a number of years, and that relationship has grown into uh, a wonderful friendship and uh, great business colleagues. So I welcome my uh, my good friend, Ms. Jean Hudson, to the program today. Hello, Jean, and uh, you know you're coming from Calgary, so you're just not too far away from me today. Hi, Stuart. Yeah, I'm uh, just over across the city, actually. I'm waiting for some sun to show up this morning. You know, normally I ask how the weather is, but you know I just have to look out the window, and, and there you go. So, <laughs> thanks, Jean, for uh, taking an hour of your day to come and talk to everybody here today. And if you have any questions, we will be opening up the phone line uh, live. Uh, in the next little while at uh, area code 646-716-8372. We do have our chat window open, so if you feel more comfortable uh, chatting to us that way, you can uh, reach us through the uh, chat window on Blog Talk Radio. And if you're one of these social networking gurus, you can meet us on Twitter and use the hashtag SMBIT. SMBIT, so do pound SMBIT on Twitter, and you can meet us there as well, and we'll be uh, tweeting some messages as well. Gene, you got to love this new technology world. You know, you got Twitter, chat windows, you got everything going on, and a, and a great service like Blog Talk Radio to get our message out today, which is the power of listening. But Gene, before we get in, jump into that, give uh, those people out there that may be listening to us all across the world uh, a brief history about your journey. Where did it start? How did you get into coaching? And you know, and uh, those people that you ser- you serve today. Well, Stuart, that's a big question. Um, my journey, I. Uh, you know, I didn't have an easy one, and I think sometimes that, that makes those of us who have the privilege of helping others, it makes us stronger and uh, gives us more resources to use with people in, as they develop their lives and their business. Uh, I was a teacher of junior high for 25 years, which is where I learned that no matter what someone says, it is possible to find the gold and the diamond within them and get that out and into work. Um, used to do it with 14-year-olds, and now I deal with 14-year-olds in 40-year-old bodies or whatever age they happen to be. Um, there is still a child in each of us, and that's one of the reasons I love this particular topic. Um, I know that for each of us, the cry of our heart is the same. Listen to me. 
and it's what I wanted as a child. It's what I want as an adult, but not so much now that I am also able to give that gift to others. Uh, so I coach. I speak on communication-related um, items, and, and every day I have the honor and the privilege of, of hearing people's challenges and their dreams and their plans and their issues and, and helping walk with them to achieve those things and, and reach their goals. So it's a very beautiful life for me. You know, I don't know if you do the personal stuff, but uh, also I, I, have a, I have a great deal of blessing in my personal life as well. We raised seven kids, and we're waiting on grandchild number 10. Um, and I'm young at heart, old in body, and uh, life is very good for me and business. Excellent. Well, I know you and I enjoyed a number of years of, of friendship, so I, uh, I'm very blessed to have uh, you know one of those you as one of those key influencers in my uh, in my life. And you know I can go on and on and on about all the things you helped me with. You know, even doing something like this blog talk radio show five years ago would have been something I would have said, well, you know, it's nice to think about, but you know, not one of my things that uh, my gifts are, and that. Uh, that working with you and understanding, you know, everything that goes on, it's really helped open those doors to even doing something as simple as um, as talking with you over the internet for uh, for 60 minutes. So that that's truly great. And you know, Gene, one of the things that you know, this I'm I'm a big believer that you know there's a power a power out there that uh, brings things into our life. And this week has been there's been a constant message about listening. You know, I blogged about it on my personal blog this morning. Uh, I've got a number of emails uh, sent to me uh, from online uh, e-zines to magazine articles, and it, the, con- the message has been about listening. And then mm-hmm. our topic today is, of course, the power of listening. So I haven't heard you say, uh, speak on this yet, so maybe give us the, the, the quick introduction about what your vision is with this and how it all came about. My vision with this is uh, to have people listen. I, I look around. I know when I used to teach, the statistics were that a teacher speaks twice as much as all the students in the classroom combined. And I think that's where the interest in this came up for me um, as well. I, I'm a talker. I love to talk. And so listening has been a real challenge for me, and I know it is for many, many, many people. And because of that, it's uh, it's been my my honor to present this kind of material and say, wait a minute, listen to your family, listen to your colleagues. If you want better sales, if you want to diffuse arguments, first listen. And uh, my love, of course, is communication and effective communication between people. And um, it all begins with listening. Listening is the number one key. And certainly even in business, if you wish to influence or persuade at all, yeah, uh, listening is first. It must be first. So it's not. It's Where am I something, going? Yeah, it's something, Gene, that's not naturally. You know, not. A, I mean, for an average person, it's not a natural gift. You, you mentioned you're, and I'm like you. You know, I'm a talker, and I'm, I like to hear my some sometimes like to hear my own self speak. <laughs> but you know, it's something that we consciously have to work and work towards and strive for is to. Sometimes just bite our tongue and and force ourselves to listen to what the other person is saying because if we're if we're too busy talking we're missing the gift the other person has to share with us. We sure are. And the other thing that I've, I've found is that often uh, often people will go back and forth and back and forth in a conversation, right? But while someone's list, uh, talking, we're trying to figure out what we're going to say, and so we miss a great deal of it. Uh, 
And so it is a conscious awareness that makes the difference. Listening itself is fairly simple. And I'm sure that everyone listening has has learned some skills, you know, about making eye contact and um, about focusing on, you know, different things as you listen. Or, you know, the, the old horrendous saying that you have to ears and one mouth for a reason. I found it very disrespectful. We have two ears, I think, because listening is so important. And, um, you know, and I don't think we listen only with our ears. I think we listen with a lot more than our ears. Certainly when we are face-to-face, we can listen with our eyes and our heart and our soul as well and really, really get the gift of that human being. You know, lots of things come and go. People can listen to this talk later. Um, they can download it. But the the privilege of being face to face or even or on the phone or on the net chatting with someone it doesn't come again this is it it's it only passes one time and that's why to me it seems so vital and so important that people get to listen and the other thing is that we're much how do i put this when we listen we're listened to and that uh, makes a lot of sense actually yeah, um, it's like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna, I was gonna shut up and listen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so was I. <laughs> you got two people who like to talk here now, now, and now we both want to listen. So. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I used to be so shocked by how poorly people can listen, especially me. You know, I'm always listening for what I wanted to hear or interpreting what I heard or judging the person speaking or thinking that they speak too fast, too slow, too this, too that. And um, and it's not so when I when I am patient with myself and others. I find that there's, there's a great deal of brilliance to be found in each one of us. Um, so that's why I do this little talk about listening and it, you know, it's usually fairly formatted. I don't know if you want me to just do it off the cuff or you know, kind of um, give it to you the way I normally deliver it. What would be best for for the audience today? Well, I think, Gene, um, you know, in the eve of, you know, having interaction, I think if we, if, we, if you want to start, and then we, if I have anything that I pick up in the, uh, you know, in the first little bit, then we just go back and forth with some questions, and then we'll take some questions from those that are, that are listening to the program live and uh, and go from there. So maybe let's just start at the beginning. How would you open up yeah, this that- conversation? Yeah, that's perfect, Stuart. Thank you very much. So um, the the real message I want everyone to get, if it's at all possible for you to get it today, is that your individual listening is powerful and that the way you listen is the difference that makes the difference in business, in relationships, in all communications. So it's about how you listen. And, and you know, hearing is so easy, <laughs> but listening is hard. I mean, we are we're living in this noisy, noisy, noisy world that goes so quickly that simply slowing down to listen is a big feat for many of us um, as we do our text messaging and and um, listen to our Walkman. No, sorry, aged. I'll listen to our iPods at the same time. Um, so I find that that with all the noise, it can be very difficult to listen. So it it it. I think. How can I put this? There's so much more to people than than we can possibly know by talking to them. So I I like to tell people some statistics at first. I know you've got a fair number of of people in the audience today who aren't technophobes like me. In fact, I don't even have my computer on. Um, so if there's any chat, let me know, Stu. Um, Go ahead. 
And what what happens often with that is that the communication becomes very short and crisp over the net or in text messages, and and listening to someone at length with patients can become very difficult. I know that I didn't even understand the power of listening until one summer I was with my mentor, and I was teaching at the time. I said, I have nothing to do this summer. What do you want me to do for you? I had a great deal of respect for her. And so I said to her, um, I'll come do anything. She said, sure, come on over on Tuesday. And I arrived on Tuesday, and I sat down in her office with her, and I said, what do you want me to do? File papers, clean your house? And she said, no, just listen. And so I listened to her for weeks and weeks and weeks on end as she was designing a new program, a new course. Um, She was a coach as well. And it was fascinating to me how powerful that was for her. I had no idea. I was simply practicing listening. And uh, one of the reasons that probably even as you're listening to me now, it's difficult to continue to listen is that the average speaker speaks 250 words a minute. And we can listen at 1,500 words a minute. So it's no wonder we're only listening about a quarter of the time. And those are the statistics. And when I'm done talking today, chances are that any normal, untrained listener in the audience is likely to understand and retain only about 50% of what was said. And in 48 hours, that'll be 25%. Gene, that kind of really reinforces the, we know, a trick that we've learned through a number of seminars that, you know, you attended and I've attended and I'm sure a number of our listeners have attended about repetition and how important repetition is. And if we're, you know, a number of us are in the IT profession, definitely this program is marketed to the IT professionals, Mm -hmm. is it really strikes the importance of follow-up, repetition with your clients, you know, going, you know, having a meeting with the client, you know, listening to their needs, of course, developing know, the solution based on their needs, and then following up and reinforcing those items that they mention in their talk just to, you know, because they, they, of course, they're going to talk at their 2,500 words a minute, and mm-hmm. they might not even recall what they even said in the meeting. Absolutely not. Yeah. So what happens then is, is it's that awareness factor, Stuart. It's that are you aware of what you're saying as well as what others are saying. So listening isn't only about listening to other people. It's about listening to yourself as well. And in order to do that, often what we have to do is stop. In fact, when I teach listening skills, it's three of them. Stop, look, and listen. That sounds really familiar. It's what we learned when we were crossing the street as a child. Stop. So the stopping is the hard part. For most people, we just keep going without clarifying and make sure, sh- making sure that someone understood what we said and, and repeating and coming to clarification about what terms mean. So I can't give you an IT example, but a lot of times people will say something and we think we know what they mean when really we don't. And so it's not only about listening. It's also about asking questions for clarification, and making sure that you're on the same wavelength with your client or your, or your colleague or, or even your spouse if, if that happens to be the area you're, you're functioning in at the time. Well, I know this program we talk about, um, IT professionals, how we do our jobs better, but Jean, you mentioned something very critical there is the, the, the thing that we're talking about today, you know, I would recommend... You know, we're all great IT professionals, or we may be great in our profession for those that, 
you know, are listening from, you know, that you've invited, Gene. And mm-hmm. the reality is, you know, one of, if I had to put a, a finger or put my hand up on one of my biggest challenges in life was taking all these great skills I learned in the business world and applying them at home with the kids and the wife. I mean, that's let's talk about that because that's critical. Is you know, I we joke around saying, you know, the happy a happy wife is a happy life, but that's reality too. If we don't, if we're not listening to what our spouses and our and our children and our family are saying, you know, are we just looking at one side of the equation here and you know taking what we do at work and not practicing at home? Yeah, and the, I absolutely agree with you. It happens so often. People are so good in some area. Um, they're good at IT, for example, or they're good at people skills like I am. And I absolutely, so far, haven't really gotten particularly good at technical skills. And so we're not going to be good at everything. And yet the listening is vital in every area, especially family. Um, you know, you, you ha- you're, we're persuading and influencing our family all the time. If you look at your children, uh, your spouse, your brothers and sisters, it's like, are you really listening to them? And are you listening to what you say to them? And in, in lots of ways, I, we'll just be on our best professional behavior at work. And then we will go home and we will um, scream or be short or send our son away or say, come back later and busy right now. And just little quick snippets that can, can really be hurtful in family relationships. Um, so, yeah, listening there, too. It's like, listen up, right? Show up. Show up for your child. Show up for yourself. And then listen down, right? Sit down. I love to do this listening this way. Listen up, listen down. So listen up means show up. Listen down means settle down. Clear your mind so you can hear them. Clear your mind of other things or write them on a paper and set it aside so you can hear the one person you're actually face-to-face with or on the phone with. Um, And so many times we try to multitask, and that is absolutely deadly for listening, just deadly. Well, Jean, you mentioned a a number of things there, uh, you know, prior to uh, this last bit of a conversation about, um, you know, our text messaging and our attention spans. and I mean, I look at all those things, they're distractions in life. And, you know, effective listening, to me, first step uh, is, you know, taking and getting rid of those distractions and, you know, understanding that we live we live in more of a world, uh, we live in, the, the world would like to take us and put us all into 140 characters that we see on a Twitter post or something like that. But reality, life is much more than 140 characters. Right. I agree. I absolutely agree with you. And you and I have probably had this discussion several times, uh, so it's great to have it with you on your radio show. Uh, absolutely. It's like, what's the legacy you're leaving? And is it a Twitter following of 10,000, or is it one child, one spouse, one brother or sister who knows they are loved and cared for and listened to and know that there is you? they can go to at any time. And when I when I look at the difference between that, you know, I don't want my gravestone to say met her quarterly objectives or designed new um, technology. It's okay, it's good, it's great, it's beautiful, and our culture teaches us that results are how we measure a life and how we measure a business. 
It's true. It's how we measure our business. We need to make money. We need to um, do well to support our families. And beyond that, the doing well is about family. The doing well is about the next generation. And the doing well is about our own well-being. You know, um, I don't usually tell this story, but Abraham Maslow, I know you got my last uh, easing, Stuart, and I had a little article in there about Abraham Maslow, and he's very well known in psychological circles for these uh, hierarchy of needs, and he said near the end of his life, I was wrong. The highest level of human functioning is not self-actualization, meaning doing what you're good at and you know, continuing to do that. The highest level is self-transcendence which is about getting over yourself and realizing that this world is not about you. This world is about us, about the interactions between us, about how we contribute with our life and with our work, with our conversation, and with our listening. Yeah, that's, and that's so very powerful. You know, it took me, oh, 38 years of my life to kind of start realizing uh, that because, you know, when we first started working together, I think mm-hmm. it's safe to say that... Uh, you know, a pretty self-centered. I love to tell the story, Gene. Everybody, when I refer business over to you, was that you know, the, remember that first day we met at uh, the coffee shop here in Calgary. Yeah. I was all, I was all confident and somewhat cocky that you know here's another good sales call for me. But really, five minutes after that, you made me realize that life was much more than just that one sales call. And for me, that's an easy. Uh, it's an easy thing to do because no matter who I'm with, I'm looking for the person there. I'm seeing them. I'm not seeing their product. I, I will very well look at their product if it serves me um, or my business because business is important. Don't get me wrong here. It's that there is more to us than just business. And when I saw who you were and how successful you were in the IT field, then I began to wonder about, who you were as a human being and when I asked you those questions you told me and that's one of the wonderful graces of being this coach that people will share who they are and and what they are feeling and thinking and doing and the actions they're taking with me and you know I really get that I'm blessed for that and I don't know if, if there's anyone listening that couldn't be that kind of a coach that couldn't actually look at the people that they're with and see them, not see what they can do for you or see what how much money you can make off them or see how you could get them to clean up after you or whatever it is, um, but to really see the human being there and acknowledge and honor that. Uh, I, let me tell you a quick story. I was walking downtown yesterday morning at about 6.30 for an early meeting, and a homeless man walked towards me on the street, and I was fascinated by him. I, I have to tell you, I, I looked at him, and I looked in his eyes, and I saw him. And as he walked past me, he said, thank you for seeing me. And, like, I just want to cry when I tell the story. It was like all I had to do to bring some gift to another human being was to show up and see them and listen to them, in most cases, to listen to them as well. And, yeah, it's just very, very, very powerful. And the impact is very subtle. It's not like you can measure it on your sales 
although you probably could eventually as you get good, better at listening skills, um, that it's the heart of the listening as well as the skill that really makes the difference. When people know you care about them and people know you're interested in them, you get really interesting, really interesting. They think you're the most interesting person around. Yeah, I see, I see that happening uh, from you know with certain people, uh-huh. and they even and they and they don't say much. They they're pretty much the the I, I mean I I am learning. I mean I'm not perfect yet, and probably not even close to it. And that, nor will I ever be perfect. Um, is that and you mentioned earlier the the art of effective lifting is to ask effective questions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. you know another thing that I'm. I'm reading into this and pulling out of our conversation today, besides the fact that I'm, I'm talking much slower than I normally would, <laughs> is, is that, um, you know, we listen with more, we listen with our eyes and our body as well. Mm-hmm. We sure do. We sure do. In fact, um, making eye contact, and I'm, I'm sure everyone has heard that, and focusing on the person in front of us is is the first step, right? And, some people can actually listen without making eye contact, which is really neat, except that it people expect you to look at them when you're listening. And so if you look away because you're perhaps an auditory learner, you learn more by what you hear than what you see, so you don't need to look to listen. Um, in spite of that, it's a good idea to look at the speaker simply because it honors them, right? And... The cool thing is that if you watch them, you can see things like body movement, um, and people communicate much more with body language than they do with words. You can maybe pick up bits of the tone that you might not have picked up if you didn't see that their lips um, smiled or scrunched up into a, a question. And it, it's really interesting. Um, there's a little little sales thing I have that most people really love. So if you're having any sales to do at all, watch the person while you're speaking as well, not just when they're speaking. So if you can speak to someone and you're doing your sales pitch, and there does come a time when we need to tell them about our product or service. And so while we're doing that, and hopefully in a way that matches what we have heard from them previously, from our listening, as we do that, I recommend you look in their eyes, particularly their left eye. And that's because the left eye is connected to the right brain. And we all know that people make buying decisions emotionally, no matter what they say. And they justify it with logic. The right brain is is more emotion globally um, focused. So it's really cool. And I have this really cool thing about the inner campus. I don't know if you know what the inner campus of the eye is, but it's a little triangle in the uh, towards the nose of of your eye. And if you look in your computer screen or a reflection there somewhere, um, you'll see that in the corner of your eye there's a little thing called the inner campus. And when people are thinking about your product or judging it or judging you or um, not sure yet, they typically will raise their lower eyelid just a little and begin to cover that inner campus. You may you had no idea of knowing that unless you're looking at them. So my advice is that if you see that happening, don't ask for the sale right now. This is a time for a great question. Like, 
you seem to be concerned about something that we've done. May I ask what that is? And see what they say. Then you know how to continue. Um, and the other person often thinks you're reading their mind, and you're not. You're reading their body language. That's just a little hint. I have a whole lot of them. I thought I'd share that one with you today. So that's just watch that little triangle in the corner of the eye and just in, yeah. and just make sure, you know, uh, if, if, if they're squinching their eyes and they're covering up, then you it's probably time to ask another question about, you know, seems to be stuck here. What do you can, there's a, is there, are you concerned with anything? And then go from there. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Yeah. And um, so making eye contact is really vital. And so we do listen with our eyes. Yes, we listen with our body. You know, most of us know um, to turn our body towards the person we're chatting with. You can also, you know, um, arrange that at a, as you sit with someone, right, so that they can see you and you can see them. Well, also, there's you know, so, you know without, so much with, the, to it. with the eye with the eye contact thing, there's a certain level of trust that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're having with a person. You tr- you're trusting them, and they're also getting that trust factor from you. Uh, if you if you happen to look away from them, there's a certain level of distrust that may occur. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go staring at them or anything. Uh, but most people assume that if you're making eye contact, that you're trustworthy, that you're not lying. Mm-hmm. Now there are some very great liars who can do that um, and, you know, watch out for them. Most people know, you know, absolutely their faces give it away, not in big motions necessarily, but sometimes it'll be um, a little squint like that, a little covering of the eye, just a little bit different from what's normal for them. And so it's really important to pay attention. And what most of us do, though, instead, is we're paying attention to what we're saying and trying to get what we say right. And the question is, right for who? So if, if anyone who, who does any you know persuasion or buying or selling, um, pay attention to scripts. Most of them don't work. The I, 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 have to, I have to agree with you there. It's, it's my best uh, conversation with clients or with colleagues is ones that when we have no agenda, we have, you know, I know, I have a good idea what I need to talk to them about, but when the conversation totally goes the other direction based on what their needs are. Yeah, absolutely. And so instead of offering them what you thought, you may have something else that is much more appropriate. And um, it may even be less expensive. But boy, your reputation goes sky high when you get them what they need rather than what you want to sell them. And that means you've got to really listen to what their needs are. And hear what they're saying, and, and like I said earlier, um, reflect. Oh, how did I put that? Forget that piece. I forgot what I was going to say. So here's the thing. What just happened for me is exactly what happens to all of us. I stopped listening. I didn't even hear myself for a moment there. So excuse me. <laughs> this is the cool thing about listening. We get a fresh start any moment. We get to start over. In fact, when I'm sitting with people, a lot of the times I will say, I'm sorry, I stopped listening. The last thing I heard was blank, blank. Could you do that last part again? And people, instead of judging me as, you know, ditzy broad or something that I used to think people might think, um, they just 
say sure, and they're very respectful of my desire to hear them, my desire to know what what was said there. That's cool. It's really uh, yeah. It sounds really cool. And yeah. you know, I've always been too ashamed to say that I I drifted off or I lost. You know, something distracted me, and I just missed that loss a little bit. And then I would try to cover it up, and I would get to, I would just get it totally wrong. Well, and that's what happens. We know intuitively. All of us know when people are covering up, even if it's something as simple as forgetting someone's name two minutes after they told you. I do that all the time. The good news is, especially if I'm out at a networking event or something where there are a lot of people, I'll meet 12 people in 10 minutes, and then person number two will come back and I'll I'll forget their name. Mm-hmm. And it's... You know, it's so right. I'm sorry. I've, I've forgotten your name. I can't imagine why. Um, could you remind me, please? And then they go, oh, that's good because I've forgotten yours, too. So yeah, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of there. No, there's nothing to be ashamed of in, in how we listen or what we have done so far, ever. You know, if we know better, we would do better. So exactly. I'm, I'm hoping that, that bringing people's attention to listening that awareness will begin to create a shift in 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 relationships and sales and business and uh, wherever else it, it proves to be worthwhile for them. So for those who just uh, stumbled upon our program, this is Small Business IT Radio, and my name is Stuart Crawford, and we're talking with Gene Hudson and the power of listening. And we're about halfway through our show. Gene, I'm going to open up the phone lines in a few minutes here to see if we have a couple of people uh, waiting patiently that may have some questions. Uh, you know, uh, have we have we even started into your talk yet, or have we just been doing what no. we normally do in business? We're just chatting. You've heard so, a few little tidbits out of my talk, but that's good. It's fine. It's great. So, you know, what 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 basic advice could you give to the new business owner, some or somebody that's been in business for a number number of years, and notice that. You know, things are not not going as well as they originally that they wanted to or they planned. And you know, on the topic of listening, we all you know we listen. We have to ask the right questions. We may have to eliminate some of those distractions around us, like turning off the mobile phone when you're mm-hmm. going into a meeting. Uh, you know, sitting. You know, but you know, let's talk about meetings because I think a lot of things get missed in meetings. People zone in, zone out of uh, you know consciousness. Uh, when you're sitting across or uh, in a meeting a room with somebody, what's the best position to be at you know to get the most effective listening and you know walk away with the you know a good recollection of the conversation is there is there a secret there sure there is a secret so are you talking about um the power the physical position or the mental position well let's touch base on both maybe maybe because they're they're maybe in, they're interlinked somehow. I will almost always sit where I can see the most people. The power position at any boardroom table is directly across from the chairperson. It's the most powerful position in the room, aside from the chairperson. Mm -hmm. So if you want to speak and be heard, that's the position. If you want to hear, then sit where you can see as many people as possible. So I tend to sit at the end of the row, at the end of the corner, rather than in the middle. If the room's not full, I tend to sit across from where most of the people are. Um, and I, I have a, <laughs> a tendency not to come in early. 
Show up fashion be late? No, not not late, but but waiting until there are some people in the room so you can see what the pattern of where they're sitting is. So that you can sit to hear the most people, to pay attention to the most. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, makes perfect sense. And and as far as mental position for listening in a meeting, um that's about getting your attention off of you and what you want to say. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest that if there are things that a speaker says that you want to reply to later, that you simply jot them down and get back to listening. Um, if there are things that a speaker says uh, that you want to ask about later, simply jot it down and get back to listening. Um, mentally, if we are, if we show up, for the other person, for their value, for their contribution, without our biases and judgments and expectations. And, you know, George always talks forever in this meeting, so I'm just going to zone out for a while. If we can show as much as we can, show up without that, and that that will take conscious attention. And start to listen for who George is when he's going on ad infinitum about some fact that you've already written down and got. So it's one, of the things, one of the things mm-hmm. I could probably help you know, and share with you is what I found to be effective for me is, you know, and the core, again, the core audience of this program is technology professionals, but sometimes we've got to let that technology go. There's nothing more, uh, I find, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, a lack of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stuck for the word, but I think... Connection? Connection... Uh, Appreciation for the people, person who's talking is a person who's there, thumbing away on a BlackBerry when you, when somebody's talking or typing, even typing notes, and they may, they may be listening to the conversation but typing notes into a laptop. Mm-hmm. Because again, the, the screen's up and there's a physical, there's almost a physical barrier there between the person speaking and the person listening. So what I always do is I trust the old handy dandy pen and piece of paper, and just what you just do exactly what you mentioned is just jot down a quick note that. Re- to bring back my thought pattern later mm-hmm. to what that person was speaking. I, maybe, maybe I write 5, 10, 15 words, but there's nothing more distracting in a meeting than somebody pounding away on a keyboard. Wow. I, I, I don't even know how I would conduct myself, to be honest, in a meeting where a lot of people were pounding away on a keyboard. I find it, as a speaker, certainly very distracting when I'm working as a coach with people that doesn't occur. We don't do it that way. Uh, it's like divided attention then. So if your attention's on the keyboard, it cannot be on the listener as much as you would like to um, pretend it is or say that it is. It's absolutely impossible for us to focus on two things at once. It simply is. So what happens is one thing gets interrupted. I often tell you, uh, tell about how we have 400 billion bits of information entering our system, our human system, through the senses every second. It's a huge number. And of that information, uh, only about 2,000 or so, about 2,000 of those bits of information are we actually aware of. So like right now, you would be aware of, of the weight of your seat in the chair. Well, you are now because I mentioned it. You probably weren't a minute ago, a second ago. Yep. Uh, so 
with 2,000 bits that we're actually aware of, all of those other bits are still taking up mental space and physical space in our bodies. So it's all happening all at once. And of 2,000 bits of information we're aware of, we can only keep track of seven plus or minus two at any time. That's why moving to 10-digit phone numbers is so difficult for some people because the average is seven chunks. So we go 403 and then we put the other number, we, you know, we put the area code first mm-hmm. uh, and chunk it into bits. And of seven things we can remember, so we can remember seven points a speaker makes, for example, we're still only having one thought at a time. One. We cannot think more than one thought at a time. I challenge everybody listening. Try and think two thoughts at once. What happens? Oh, I know. Uh, you get totally totally confused. Right, and so one thought interrupts another. That's what always has to happen. Maybe a thought didn't get completed, but that didn't mean you were thinking two thoughts at once. That meant another thought interrupted and another thought interrupted. And physically, as you tap on the keyboard, we think it's automatic, but it's using up mental focus. Same thing. So, so my, my, my tip, Jean, for everybody listening, especially those uh, my colleagues in the IT world, is close down some windows, maybe even shut down the laptop, uh, especially if you're working on something on your computer, there's no need to have 50 windows open because you lose totally, you know, you lose ment- that mental focus. I know that happens to me. Uh, and, and you know what, shut down the email. That's a, that's a key. You know, I want to open up the phone lines here for uh, those sure. that have been listening patiently, see if we have any questions. I'm just going to open up the lines here. And we'll just pause for a couple of seconds. If, uh, there's a couple of callers on. If anybody wants to jump in, please just uh, say hi and identify yourself. So I guess, Gene, we just have people wait, wait, uh, listening uh, on the phone line. So there's <laughs> any questions. It's the only, my only downside about this whole program is it doesn't allow me to know if somebody has a question, so I have to sometimes guess. But that's okay. I'm not when I got on, it said press 1 to speak to the host. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know why, but sometimes people have questions halfway through, so oh, okay. normally I, re- I open up the lines and see if anybody wants to talk. So, Gene, you know, we've we're you know got twenty minutes or so left, eighteen minutes exactly left here uh, on our time together. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to cover that we haven't talked about yet? Yes. How about listening, listening in? So this is about you listening to you. You know, um, I don't think we can actually show up really present to another human being unless we show up to ourselves as well so this is about you listening for you and to you Um, listening to the words you use listening to your thoughts as they come and go even now as, as you're all listening out there you're having thoughts are you aware of what they are are they distracting you or pulling you forward or are they working for you or against you and how often do you listen to the call of your heart or your soul? And what do you do when that happens? When you're, for example, in a in a meeting and you're tapping away because you didn't take Stuart's advice just yet, and all of a sudden, out of the back of your mind comes Stuart's voice saying, just turn off some stuff, turn down the distractions. And, and listen to that. I encourage you to listen to your own thoughts about that. Um, I know as a coach, I, I, the first assignment I give every client is to spend some time in stillness listening to their own thoughts. 
And that's very, very incredibly challenging for many, many people. And, you know, I learned that technique seven years ago, and I still do it an hour every morning. And the time frame can differ between people. For me, that's that hour where I'm with me so that I can bring me to the people around me all day long. And at first it can be really disconcerting to to listen to your own thoughts go by, you know, all the ideas you have or the challenges or the fears. And often we don't want to hear those things. We don't want to hear what's under the surface. And yet that is the only way for us to learn and grow as, as human beings as well as professionals. So it's, you know, how I see it is that the more you listen in, inside when you're alone, the more space you have to listen up for others and listen to them and listen to understand them and listen to the person and listen for their brilliance. When you're with another human being, that's vital. So this time in silence, if you know, if anyone out there is not doing it, give it a shot. Five minutes, nothing. Try six, right? So you can hear how you think. That's the best way to find out how you process the world and where the areas of growth and strength are. Because it's not about discovering something horrible about yourself. It's absolutely about discovering exactly how this human being, uh, an ecological system in its own right, functions. What works for it, what doesn't work for it. Um, And I, like I as a coach can listen, you know, I'm listening for people, I'm listening for what's underneath what they're saying, I'm listening for their brilliance. And what if we could do that for ourselves? What if we could stop the judging and expectations and simply listen to what is separate from what we think it should be and show up as, as ourselves in the world? I think that would be, you know, that's my idea of Eden. You know, if we all show up. Uh, it's ideal as ourselves, not who we're pretending to be. We don't know who we are unless we listen to ourselves. And then we can find that as well. I mean, so I what, I got, what I got from that team was it's important, you know, we talked, you know, for the 45 minutes of this program, we talked about the listening to others and, you know, listening to ourselves speak. But really, the true power of listening comes to having that unique ability to listen to your own thoughts. Right. To your thoughts. Um, You know, we know that what we think, what we focus on grows. So if we listen to our own thoughts, to our own selves, and we begin to acknowledge some of our dreams, begin to acknowledge some of our challenges, and we can get those out of our mind and get working, get dealing with them, get building our strengths. Um, Many people, I find, just don't even know what their strengths are. And I know you put me onto that book that I really like, um, what was that one? Strength the Finder. Strength Finders, yeah. Yeah, and that was really, really wonderful. And um, So, yeah, time to listen to yourself, time to identify what what makes you you, what gifts you really bring, what your specific, even what your specific value in the marketplace is. We don't get that by reading books or looking on the web and borrowing somebody else's words. We get that by knowing who we are and how we think and how we process and how we act and what kind of language we use and how fast we talk or how slowly we talk and all those things. So we need to listen, Um, absolutely listen, Uh, because it's not about being heard out there, right? Everybody's making noise. Talk, 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 talk. 
so you're competing with all those talkers. And when you listen to yourself or to another, there's no competition because it's very, very rare skill. So I just had something, Gina, popped into my mind while you were saying that. Uh, so I tried to keep the thought patterns uh, similar, so I'm going to get this out before I lose the train of thought here, which is, which could happen right away, actually. But <laughs> the... Um, the the you know the the importance of uh, of listening to yourself and the amount of noise that's out there, you know in business we've always been taught how do we get ourselves above the noise, so other people will hear us. Mm-hmm. I think the tri- I think what I'm learning in this time together today with you is it's not about sh- who shouts the loudest and gets above. I mean, we all exam- we all have examples of people like that in our life that we can relate to. You know, the only way they can be heard is to shout louder than the other person. Mm-hmm. I think the true power of this is the way we we get around the noise of everybody else is probably not to say anything at all. And my good friend Eric Thorsell uh, taught me once, uh, you know, said to me something one time, the loudest words you can say is when you say nothing at all. Beautiful. Very nice. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, you've been, I'm sure, stewarding conversations that go on forever and get nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are where people are talking. If you have a good, uh, a real focused conversation where people speak and listen, you know, five minutes can accomplish more than an hour um, if it's full of distractions or interruptions or noise or talk, 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 loud, loud, loud. My mom used to say this one to me. Better to... Keep your mouth shut and be thought an idiot than to open it and prove to everyone something like that <laughs> and let everyone know for sure. And it was kind of cruel in that way, and yet it's very true. Um, people who, interesting, there's lots of stats about people who listen as well. They're typically perceived as more intelligent, more responsible. There's a website called listening.org if anyone wants to go to it. Um, and it, it has brilliant statistics on the value of listening, and it, it's fascinating that it could it could be so powerful a tool that everyone thinks is just a passive action or inaction. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's very very active. So, gee, we have like ten minutes ten minutes remaining on our on our program today. Um, in con- in conclusion, you know, if we had if I if if I just came on and caught the last 10 minutes of our talk here, and I think, I'm really interested, I'm, I feel bad that I missed the first 40 minutes, but you can always download it later, that's the nice thing about the blog talk radio, is, you know, what three gems could you offer to the entrepreneur, the IT professional, those people that are listening to our program today, either live now or, you know, as they're walking on the treadmill at the gym tomorrow morning? Uh, number one, uh, in business, if you are attempting or in any persuasion industry, which is all of them, uh, whether you're trying to persuade a colleague or, or a buyer, um, knowing what, they, what will suit them, knowing how to speak to them, knowing how to hear what their needs are and ask the questions is vital, and it all begins with listening carefully. Uh, that's one. Number two, with – how do I put this? Um, you know, there's nothing anyone wants more than to be listened to. And 
I know it sounds really strange to say this into an audience I've never met, and yet it's been my experience with everyone I meet. You are meeting a basic need of the human being when you listen to yourself. You're meeting your own needs. And when you listen to others, you're listening, you're meeting others' needs. And listening takes basically three steps. First, stop, right? Breathe, shut up, uh, show up, and, and then look at the person. And, and then listen without judgment or expectation or biases. So often we listen for what we think someone's going to say, or we listen through our past opinion of them, or we listen to someone who reminds us of our of our grandfather as if they are the most intelligent person in the world, and someone who reminds us of our belligerent brother as if they have nothing to say, like that. And we're listening through our own biases. So the more we can set aside those biases as we listen, the more powerfully we listen. And um, that can make a huge difference in the sales process, in influencing people or in getting your ideas across, even in getting a raise in getting a, a contract or, you know, the third thing is family, Stuart. We've talked about that today at, at some length. And where family and friends are concerned, it's precious. And every moment that you listen will pay off. I, You know, if anyone wants to challenge me on that, you give me a call. You know, um, can I say my phone number? You can give any contact information you like. All right. So give me a call at 403-252-8797. Try this out. Just listen and see what happens. And if you don't get some good results, you give me a call, and we'll figure out what's going on there. I'll give you a half an hour of my time and help you sort it out so it does work for you. Um, or you can check my website. at w- I like to do this promotional stuff too, hey? Uh, www.execucoach.net. E-X-E-C-U, coach.net, and I'd love to hear from anyone out there. It, it's really a challenge to you as well, so let me throw down the gauntlet. Uh, today, whatever you're doing, listen. Just listen. Um, ask some questions and hear what people say. Set aside biases and see what uh, and hear who the other person really is. Um, and we can do that on the phone. I'm sure you have a pretty good sense of who I am as a human being, as well as, you know, some few little tidbits that um, I've contributed as far as listening is concerned. Um, so it's a challenge. Do it. Pay attention to listening. Um, it's the difference that makes a difference. I said that in the beginning, and I may say it a, a lot of times before my life is over. Now, Jean, you have a wonderful evine um, that you send out our newsletter. Uh, people yep, can sign up for that on your website? You bet. Uh, that executcoach.net. Yes, you bet. So I, one of the action items I do recommend to everybody who's listening is to go to executcoach.net uh, and uh, sign up for Gene's uh, email newsletter. I think it comes out a couple times a month, but it's always full of great information to uh, you know just to keep, make sure you're on the right track. And um, so I've known Gene. I've worked with Gene. Uh, over the last several years, and um, you know, she's one of those key people that made a huge difference in my life uh, uh, as I was maturing as a, a business owner and an executive of a company. So, Gene, I want to thank you personally for uh, for all that work you've done. You know, without that, I would never do public speaking or, <laughs> or or do a program like that. It was that one word, yeah, and I still remember it today. 
uh, change the nervousness to excitement. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed this. Um, interestingly enough, I can feel people out there. Uh, I can't see them or anything. I don't have my computer on, but uh, it's been really great to be listened to so well. That that for me too is is very much a grace. So thank you very much for everyone who listened in, and thanks for inviting me, Stuart. You uh, always have been one of my favorite people, and. Uh, I've, I always love to watch what you're up to next and, and see what new challenges you are um, embracing. It's, uh, you, you, you are a great model for many people to follow. Well, thanks for that, Jean. And, and uh, yeah, if you, watch, if, you, if you follow my blog at StuartCrawford.com, you'll know lots of stuff what's happening uh, in my life over the next little while. Anyway, we'll wrap up the show today. I want to thank Jean again for her time. It was, it was truly amazing to have her on. We're trying to get back to our regular routine. Um, we have to put our show up for next week still. We, we're a little bit behind on that. But next week we'll have uh, Kent from Quozel on. So, so all those IT guys out there, get back to an IT-focused program. We're going to be talking about with uh, Kent from Quozel on, on their solution and how it can help you get your proposals and and uh, quotes out a lot faster once you practice what Gene's talked about for the last hour on uh, understanding the customer needs, listening to what your customers and clients have to say and those colleagues around you. And then taking a product like Kent's and uh, and developing that solution around it. Uh, we're working on having a few other great speakers in the next little while. Uh, we're talking. Uh, we're, be, we're in talks right now with uh, Francis Cole Jones, who wrote a wonderful book uh, on um, uh, creating a wow factor and and uh, getting the wow into your business. So we're looking for uh, May the first for that. And then just follow us on Small Business IT Radio. Dot com and keep up to uh, what we're doing. You can subscribe to our programs uh, on iTunes and, and listen to them on your iPod if you can't follow us live, and uh, that way you're always getting the latest uh, program. So I'm going to sign off for today. This is Stuart Crawford. Uh, we had Gene Hudson on from ExecuCoach as our guest today talking about the power of listening, and we will be back on next Friday at a regular time, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West Coast with Kent from Quozel talking about uh, their solution. And you know, follow us online. If you if you love to come on and talk to us, similar to what Gene did, all it takes is you to have to ask. And you can email us at uh, info at smallbusinessitradio.com. And uh, if you have something great to say, we will get you on the program. So we're going to sign off for today. This is Stuart Crawford wishing you all the best. And for those listening, uh, we will we'll see you in Dallas next week. We'll look forward to uh, a very successful HCG Summit uh, in Dallas. Take care and have a great, successful week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.